All right. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday Space Daily Kentucky. I am Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the Bad Mamma Jamma. Hey, Carrie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, there's something. You sound a bit muted, but it might be because the music in the background. Oh, maybe. I think the music is going to go away. And if it doesn't go away, well, it should be. Is it gone? The music should be gone by now. No, I can still hear it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, now it's gone. Knows? Now it's gone? All right. Anyway. Hi, Carrie. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm just going to tweet this out real quick. Okay. Um, hey, first person in chat. German Vermin. German Vermin? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but hello. <sighs> Carrie, how, uh, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I had a... <clears throat> You're focused on I'm, I'm focused. So, <laughs> today's Friday, September 20th. We are doing live Kofefi, like we've decided to do every Friday. Um, and yeah, I can kick it off. This is a, this is a day where we have uh, just leftover news items that we didn't... Uh, we didn't uh, cover during the week. And I actually want to kick it off with, well, maybe I should wait because Andrew uh, is usually in chat. So if he's in chat, I'll wait because he's the one that, uh, he's the one that alerted me to this. Maybe instead I'll start with um, just something, I don't know, kind of funny. You notice you haven't heard much of uh, Marianne Williamson lately. Uh, she disappeared. I don't, I guess she didn't get enough, uh, votes or whatever to be uh, on stage at the democratic debate, but she said something really interesting, interesting in an open mic, which I imagine did not, uh, this is something that did not endear her to the left, to her leftist friends. Let me see if I can play what she said here. Let's see if I can get my set up working here yeah. all right you should be able to see that and let's hope that sound works on it what does it say that fox news is nicer to me than the lefties are i'm sorry it, what does it say that the conservatives are nicer to me it's a bizarre world man it's such a bizarre world you know, I'm such a lefty. I mean, I'm a serious lefty. But they're so, I understand why people on the right call them godless. I mean, it's like, I didn't think the left was as mean as the right. They are. Well, I'm, I'm just, just right. What does it say that Fox... Carter, you're muted. Carter, <laughs> you're muted. Oh, I'm muted. Ah! <laughs> Nobody can hear you after the video. <laughs> I can't press buttons. Excuse me, everyone. I can't press buttons. I knew that. I knew that the left was mean, but Marianne Williamson figured out the left was mean and said it on an open mic. So, uh... well, that to me sounds like someone who is having their aha wake up moment, like A I had. Bit. Like when it's, I started, it reminds me of you going, wait a minute, this is my side. Yeah. When I started watching all those videos during the 2016 election of people on the left attacking Trump supporters and it just, it blew. I just didn't know that's the re I didn't know that was the reality. <sighs> yeah. So I, I still like her by the way. I mean, I don't like her, but I'm happy that she's waking up a little, maybe waking up a little bit. Um, but I imagine that didn't endear her to, the left very much so no matter what she does she'll never get uh she'll never get to the next step um carrie are you with us are you paying attention now i don't want to talk about stuff that you're interested in while you're tweeting are you well here? i wasn't i was interested in that and i'm glad you played that because i oh, sorry. i think she, i think she is an honest and sincere person i like her and yeah that moment to me was just that's a really honest moment of her discovering something she didn't know to be true like she's you're you're watching it you're watching a person as they're having this um discovery which is kind of interesting i do uh, agree she's a sincere person I, I do agree she's sincere um yeah. so this is carrie i'm just going to ask you because you're now my representative for all of christianity uh, oh oh no that's not good 
And I, I don't uh, look, no offense to the Christians out there. I just want to know what the hell's going on with you guys. What do you <laughs> this mean? Is Union Seminary. Today in chapel, we confessed to plants. Together, we held our grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow in prayer, offering them to the beings who sustain us, but whose gift we too often fail to honor. What do you confess to the plants in your life? And okay, what church is that? I don't, Union Seminary. I don't know what Union Seminary is. Uh, they're blue checkmark seminary, where faith and scholarship meet to reimagine the work of justice. Mm -hmm. There you okay. go. Justice. Just, does it say justice? Okay. It, this it is not Christianity. This is SJWism pretending to be somehow related to Christianity. It's not. This well, is they, they clarified for you. They clarified, Carrie. We've had many questions about <laughs> our conduct. Uh, we confess to plants. This is a beautiful ritual. <laughs> We're in the throes of a climate emergency. You're in the throes of something. We are. Um, <laughs> like... Yeah. It's coming to a church near you. Social justice. All good. <sighs> I don't know, Carrie. I thought that was uh, let's let's talk about um uh these kids. Well, since you're talking about the plants and you know, yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about these kids who are taking did you see that vice article? These kids no. who are taking this pledge of celibacy. No, do you have it with you? Show um it. yeah, I'll pull it up. Um but it reminded me since we were just talking about Greta yesterday, it made me think, it made me think of that. It just, it's, there's something, my friend shared this, my friend Ben, and he, he was just sort of saying, you know, there's this, there's this sort of anti-human element to some of this environmentalism. And it's kind of sad watching children speak it. And I, I agree. On the other hand, I also, I'm quite all right with ideologues not having children. <laughs> so uh, yes. here it is. Canadian oh, yeah, I tweeted about this. I didn't, not this article, but this is awesome. I love this. Why? <laughs> because I, I like, I think every lefty should protest whatever they're mad about by not having children. I think it's great for the gene pool. I like, I love this. But there's yeah, also so something sad. Canadian teens are pledging not to have children to fight climate change. For anyone who's listening, this is a piece in Vice. And uh, young people are thinking twice about bringing kids into, quote, a world that is increasingly unsuitable for life. Unsuitable for life? I don't know what they mean, because the standard of living for all humans has been steadily on the rise. Poverty is in massive decline. I mean, it's never been a better time to be a human on the planet, despite the craziness going on in our country. Um, so it starts but. off, it's talking about this teen, uh, this 18-year-old who started this hashtag. Her name is Emma Lim. Um, she's vowing to give up her firstborn, at least theoretically. This 18-year-old hopes that young people across the country will join her movement, hashtag no future, no children, and pledge not to have kids until federal politicians put climate change policy at the center of their, I can't read that because my thing's in the way, but anyway, um, no future, no children. I, I had some thoughts about this. Number one, I think this allows people who are, um, already potentially not planning on having kids or not thinking about it anytime soon. It allows them to pretend that it's linked to some grand purpose. Um, kind of like people who don't actually like meat saying that they're vegetarians but they and that they've given it up for ethical reasons when they actually just don't like meat <laughs> and yes. wouldn't eat it anyway. Yeah. It's like you're not sacrificing something if you actually don't like enjoy it. You know, you're not giving it up. Um, yeah, Carrie, here's the other thing, though, that we talked about this the other day. Um, th there's a difference between, uh, I'll just say the left generally, and I don't know if I'll say the right, but everyone else. Uh, rational people view humans, I think, rational people view humans as resources. Humans are incredible. They can uh, invent new things, uh, solve problems, uh, get figure out ways to have, uh, you know, produce more efficient food or to help us live longer or help us survive disease or like humans do amazing things. Uh, but the left views humans as a liability. They literally view humans. Remember the scene in the matrix where it's like humans are a virus and all you do is, you know, multiply and spread to another area. That's oh, how the left views humans actually. Yeah, they do. Um, it's anti-human. It's anti-human. We're going to talk about this one day. We, we, uh, I have a bunch of old bumper stickers that we're going to go through. 
<laughs> we could do it today. There's one that I had that was, it, it's a picture of a stork with a baby and it says, six billion miracles are enough. It's so, <laughs> it's so anti-human. There's yeah. like such an anti-human element to the left. I don't. I won't pull this up because it's a gross picture. But I this was on Twitter this morning. I noticed there's some tattoo artist showing off a tattoo. They she tattooed a baby with a knife through its head on someone's belly button at, by request, or like right around their belly button. So their belly button shared the baby's belly button, and the baby's head was like you can't see here on the like over to the side, and there's a knife through it. Um, That's it was, so uh, sick. It was great. Just exactly where you want our culture going. Um, I've been waiting to talk about something until Andrew Thompson showed up, Carrie. So I, he's here. Uh, I want to talk about it. So Andrew brought this to my attention. There is a uh, really, really good uh, video by Mr. Obvious about this. But the 4chan trolls <laughs> scored another pretty awesome victory. I'm going to show this. So... Uh, so if you haven't been to 4chan, slash poll is where all the politically incorrect stuff happens. And someone uh, made these signs. This, this is just a graphic of the signs, but someone made these signs that says Islam is right about women. And here's the idea, right? The NPCs walking around, Islam Wait. good, women good, Islam good, women good. And they see the sign and it blows their mind, right? Because you can't agree or disagree with the sign if you're an NPC. Um, because you're supposed to, if you disagree with the sign, uh, you're you're betraying Islam, which you're supposed to support. And if you agree with the sign, uh, we all know that Islam is not right about women. So uh, you're a misogynist. So they came up with this idea and someone actually posted these in a town in Winchester, Massachusetts. And uh, <laughs> it confused people. Here, wait, there's a bunch of news articles about this. Hold on. I will uh, let me let me play. I'll play the beginning of a good news article here. Wait, you mean they posted just simply a sign that says Islam is right about women? They didn't post the picture of the NPC. Yeah, right? I'm sorry okay. that there's a fat okay, cool. person ad here. Hold on. So here, let's. Uh... People in Winchester are angry over the handmade signs taped up around town. The signs, as you can see, read Islam is right about women. WBZ's Bill Shields has the story. Some may call this town. I. It was just upsetting. I just didn't like it. It just wasn't necessary to be up and out in the streets. When she saw these signs in Winchester Center, she ripped them down, took them to police, and alerted social media. Islam is right about women. What? For women, the message is insulting and unnerving. I think it's disgusting. It's unsettling. It's a somewhat of a misconception that, like, Islam, I guess, hates women. Two were posted downtown. So okay, that look, I have something to say. That's funny because if they're upset, then they, then this forces them to admit that Islam is misogynistic, <laughs> but they don't want to accept that because they also, Islam is, is one of the, in the SJW ideology, it's one of the marginalized groups. And so therefore you don't speak against it at all and, and it's considered protected, right? So she has yes. to come up with a reason. So she has to come up with something. I'm upset because people want to pretend like Islam is anti-woman. <laughs> yeah, and the interesting thing is, I'm, I'm not gonna play all the news clips. There's a bunch of news clips about this, but a lot of the people are like, and, and the news people are like, these signs are confusing. No, <laughs> they're confusing to you, but they're not confusing to the rest of us. But it's, yeah, there's like, these signs are confusing. Um, and, and it's basically because people don't know whether they're supposed to be outraged or not outraged by the signs. Um, and at, at one point, one of the, this news anchor here on Boston 25 News, I won't play the clip, but she thinks it's a, something about Islamic women. Right. It's the amount of stupidity that remember uh, when we were reading 1984, well, there was this idea of being like intentionally stupid. That's what's happening with these signs. There's like yeah. a lot of intentional stupidity. Well, the one woman who said, who, let's say that, that woman per, believes that Islam is not sexist and doesn't is not misogynistic. Well, then. Then why be upset about the sign? Why be upset about the sign? If they're if they're but, if you believe that Islam is um is 
perfect or is great when it comes to the subject of women, then if you saw this, you would be, you would be like, yeah, Islam is right about women. Women are pretty cool. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, 4chan's obviously very excited about this. They're now talking about other ways to trigger the cognitive dissonance of, of the NPCs. I mean, you could do the same thing for Islam is right about gays. Yeah. Right? Is similar. Oh my gosh. That's it's so, it is so brilliant. Their trolls are said? sometimes very brilliant. It's like the one they did. This is when they remember guys, when they did the one that said it's okay to be white and they yes. put those signs everywhere and people got so mad. <laughs> then, what are you mad about? Is it not okay to be white? <laughs> like what? Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know what? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of craziness on, on 4chan, but there's uh there's some brilliance in there sometimes. And that was one of them. So yeah, but you can see them avoiding having to address you, you. You see all the emotionality in the people. You see them just like you that 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 picture of their head exploding. You kind of see it. You see them like I'm upset, but I'm not allowed to articulate why I'm upset because articulating why I'm upset violates the rules. So, uh, are weaponized autism, perhaps, perhaps Andrew. But that was a good. Oh, sorry for people who aren't around NPC. Uh, it's a non-player character. It's it was taken from video games. I'm not a gamer, but it's taken from video games. The the NPCs are the characters that you interact with that have they're just running a program in their head, and so no matter they're what not, you say to them, they're like, "Would you like to go on your quest now?" or whatever it is. They just have like the the thing programmed over and over. They're not actually nobody's playing them. The computer's playing them. Right. Um, right. So are we going to talk about Trudeau? Oh, you want to talk about uh, your boy? My boy. Why would you say that? Gross. Trudeau boy. <laughs> gross. He <laughs> is so... Oh, ew, gross. That's the main reason. He's consistently gross. Um, and Are you these... upset about his blackface? No, I don't care. I, well, I've, I think it's funny watching SJWs decide if they're going to go after him or not. They, they'll, they'll go after him if there's a critical mass of people, if, if the mob forms. Do you have, do you have a picture of him? The one in, there's um, like I have a great picture of I have an awesome picture of Trudeau. Okay, but so I don't know like, if it's the one that you want, but uh, let me catch people up. There's been in the past 24 hours or something, there have been three Justin Trudeau blackface pictures and or videos that have surfaced, and yes, he has apologized and he's also uh, tried to link it. Uh, his uh, him wearing blackface or brownface or whatever. One of them he was dressed as Aladdin for a party. Um, He's tried to link it to uh, institutionalized racism. Like me wearing brown face in this photo is evidence of our country's institutionalized right. it's, racism. It's all of our faults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a racist and it's all, by the way, I've, I've seen people mention this, uh, like people saying, I grew up in the deep South. Uh, I've never been to a party where someone wore blackface. Um, I've, I did not grow up in the deep South. I grew up in upstate New York. But similarly, I've never been to a party where people wear blackface and the amount of blackface wearing that seems to happen on the left is, is pretty funny uh, if it wasn't sick. So here, Carrie, you wanna see, here's his blackface. Here's uh, Trudeau. I don't know if he's trying to be Diana Ross. I don't know who he is here. Aladdin, very, a very dark Aladdin. And I don't know what that one is. Carrie, do you know what this, blackface on the right is for Trudeau? I don't know what it is, but it's a video. And he's like yeah. cheering. But the one in the middle, look at how creepy he is. <laughs> I mean, he's creepy anyway. But uh, there's a better there's a better picture of Trudeau, Carrie. There's something uh, I love uh, when people follow. Like, if you pay attention to Trudeau, you'll love this. <laughs> the most prolific Canadian actor ever, Ultimate Edition. Here's Trudeau in all sorts of garb. Uh, Islam, Native American, cowboy, chic, Scottish, pirate, equestrian, kabuki, scientist, <laughs> Hindu, Chinese. My favorite one is down here, heterosexual. Uh, <laughs> will you send me that? Please send me that. <laughs> I, I will send you that. It's, it's an awesome meme. Uh, but that's, that's Trudeau. That's Justin Trudeau. I don't, I, how come he doesn't get in trouble for cultural appropriation? That well, they oh, they have double standards. I mean, who, remember that the Democratic governor of, what was it, Virginia? Was North it Virginia? 
Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They don't, they are such hypocrites. If this were Trump in this outfit, do you think that they would stop talking about it? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Tamara's saying the white face with red shirt was not Trudeau. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize it was someone else, but it, you know, might as well be Trudeau. Trudeau. <laughs> He's in most of them are Trudeau. I don't know if someone screwed up uh, when they made some of them, but uh, yeah. Uh, Laura Higgins says Ralph Northam. Yeah, that guy. See, I already forgot his name because nobody cared. The guy oh, in the, the black Trudeau, face. He, Andrew wants me to link to the Trudeau meme. Let me find uh, here. It's someone's Twitter. It's on someone's Twitter. So I'll just stick it here. You guys can go. There's the Twitter. You guys can go look at it. I did not see Don, Don Lemon's comments. Laura, what were Don's comments? By the way, tomorrow's in chat. She made a really interesting point um, to me privately about uh, environmentalism being a religion. And we say that, but she drew some really, uh, I think, important parallels. I, I don't think I'm revealing anything that she doesn't want me to reveal because there's nothing personal here. But she was she was noting that, um, you know, they their version of the Garden of Eden is like, so they worship Mother Earth and their version of the Garden of Eden is like, well, what if we got rid of all the humans and that's what the Earth would kind of be, sans humans, right? This is the prior to humans, it's the pristine um, perfection of Earth without humans, which is their Garden of Eden. And they use, uh, they have like similar myths about revelations where with this, their whole climate apocalypse, these are all the things that are gonna happen, it's the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. And they have a basic set of rules, like Christianity's got the Ten Commandments, you just follow the commandments and you're pretty good. Um, they've got this basic set of rules, you just do these things, no questions asked, and um, that's how you that's how you show yourself to be a good environmentalist. I thought it was a really good uh, description. And tomorrow's saying there's a great article on this. Uh, Michael Crichton, Environmentalism is a Religion. Okay, well, we should check it out. Um, but... I'm reading chat here, guys. Sorry. Denzel once attended a ball in 1989. I was too young in 89 to attend fancy dress balls, but he attended a, a fancy dress ball. One guy was in blackface. He was wearing three neckties and he had several more neckties stapled to his shirt, inviting the question, what are you dressed up as? Uh, that's a decent question. We wouldn't know. Um, so let's. what else do we got, Carrie? What else do you want to talk about this week? How about the disgusting abortion doctor in, was it Indiana? Did you see this? No? You can speak. You don't just have to shake your head. It's okay. Uh-oh. The Twitter status of this is gone. Hold on for a second. The, the link I had is expired, but there's lots of stories all over here. Um, so there's this guy. I'll just pull up the, I'll pull up the AP story just because they're not objective, but they're probably better than MSNBC. Indiana AG to discuss probe of late abortion docs clinics. So this abortion doctor, Cloffer, died September 3rd. They went through his house, I guess, after he died or whatever. And he had the remains of 2,246 sets of preserved fetal remains in his in his garage that they think came from his abortion clinic. So that's that's a normal thing, right, Carrie? That's the thing doctors do. Mm -hmm. they keep I, had not, I had not heard of this. It's kind of gross. It's super gross. Um, it's super gross. I think, you know, no matter where you stand on abortion, I think the choice to be an abortion doctor is... Uh, a shaky one to make that your specialty. That's an interesting, at the very least, it's an interesting choice of careers. Uh, and I'm not surprised that some wacky people uh, do that. But uh, yeah, the guy that had all the fetuses in his house. Yeah. He's a legalized serial killer. Yeah, I, I agree, Laura. What else do we got? Um, I want to go know. back to Trudeau. So I. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realize you. We had more no. Trudeau. 
Well, no, I just think it is, it is, um, it is weird how they have this double standard depending on who it is and how they decide to go after certain people and not others. And if it were Trump, this would be something you would never hear the end of. The things that they they try to say about Trump and and calling him a racist or things that indicate that he's a racist um, are are often things like he said that they've taken out of context. And when I started looking into that stuff, I was amazed because I just believed a lot of it myself. Um, But then, so they will take, make these tenuous connections to racism for Trump and they just accept it as sacrosanct as fact. But then with someone like Trudeau, They've, they've previously established that blackface is racist, right? They've in every scenario, which I don't agree with anyway. I don't think it is in every scenario. I think you can, there are certain times in context in which it's just a costume. Um, and there are other times when I think it is racist. It just depends. But they want to they pretend like there's context never matters and that it's always racist. Well then, okay then, hold your guys to the same, the standard that you're saying we should hold everyone to. Right, but this is part of the Sololinsky's tactics. This is the rules for radicals where, and the left has been doing this for decades. It's not new. They um, they hold the other side to their moral standards, but they don't hold themselves to their moral standards. So if the other side does something that's against, even if it's not against the left standards, if it's against the right standards, they will call them out for hypocrisy. Um, but the left can get away with anything because, you know, as you've talked about, Carrie, um, it's not about, the left is not engaged, in general, the left is not engaged in an honest, sincere discussion or debate about ideas. They are simply after power. And they use words, they, they, when they are arguing with you, they are looking for the syllables that will get them power. Or maybe that's by making you shut up. Maybe that's by making you feel like you're a hypocrite. Maybe that's by, you know, whatever it is. If it happens to be by argument, that's rational, fine, but that's not, that's a secondary to them. What they care about is power and they don't, they have no actual standards. Well, the other Actually, thing I was, is that, I was thinking no, about discussing no, change. No, I don't, but before Sorry, go we ahead. go in, no. All right, I'm, I'm going too fast today. I should, I should slow down. Go ahead, Carrie. I should slow down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't, if you look at another, if you look at another, um, group one of these marginalized groups like that they put people into if you look at women okay they have no problem with drag queens putting on a costume of women putting on lady face (laughs) and performing in lady face right and entertaining and i'm not saying they should have a problem with it i don't have a problem with it i don't i don't mind it um but but that again is it's evidence of a double standard because they take they say in the one case you can never this can never happen it's always got to be considered racist and then the other it's fine However, however, this is a new phenomenon. Now you're starting to see that some people are saying that dra- drag is offensive to trans women. So they yeah. don't care about whether they, for, for whatever reason, they don't view it as offensive to women, but there's, but trans women are like way up here on their hierarchy. So if trans women are offended or if they could potentially be offended, then it's some, then you've got to cut that out. So there's like this weird tension now that's forming between drag queens and trans activists. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but I think that's- I've seen a little bit of it. Although I, you know, even prior to that tension, Carrie, I bet if Trump dressed up in drag for some reason, they would change their tune really quickly. And they would say, he's making fun of trans people. That's what he's doing. He's making fun of them. He's making fun. That's why Trump, when Trump does it, he's making fun of it. So it's really just that the left, um, the left presupposes that they know your deepest, darkest motivations for everything. And so whatever you do, if they don't like you, they're going to assume that you're motivated by being a Nazi and they're going to use your actions as justification for that. And if they do like you, they'll assume that you're motivated from a, you know, you're coming from a good place and you just made an error. And that's, you know, that's how they, yeah, that's how they approach this. So it's not, not surprising. The drag queen thing. Um, I think the way to, the way that I think of the, especially the social justice left, it's very difficult to think about what they're for. Like normal people think about like, what are you for? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? And I think the key to understanding the social justice left is 
they're not trying to create any particular society. They're best viewed in the negative light. Think about their, their, their focus is what to destroy. They want to destroy capitalism, destroy whiteness, destroy masculinity, destroy heterosexuality, and destroy the family. They are after, and destroy Christianity. They are after destruction of things. That is their end goal. And when you do a mindset shift and you start to look at the left as about the destruction of those things, everything they do suddenly makes sense. It suddenly makes sense why they're, why they're doing what they're doing. They turn out, it's, it turns out they're not hypocritical. That their goals are just goals you don't understand. Their rules are rules that you're not thinking about because you're naively assuming that they have a version of utopia they're trying to implement. That's not true. They are trying to destroy those things. What they're trying to implement is a dystopia. Mm-hmm. So this is why they're okay with trans kids and, and mutilating children. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it's why we will see, I think we're gonna see in the next 10 years, we're gonna see a, a push for pedophilia being okay. We're going to see them making arguments that our kids should be able, you know, kids can choose their gender, kids should be able to choose their sexual partners, blah 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 blah. We're we're going to see, we're going to see that. Oh, mark the day! No, it, it's things that you would think previously unbelievable, like there. You're, I I agree. You're going to see them openly pushing for things like that in the future. Andrew Not Thompson saying that, saying that's already happened. I haven't seen it. If you want to tell me. Where I mean, I, I'm sure it's happened on fringes. I know there's fringe organizations and stuff, but um, on the fringes, I mean, it's already happening. Yes, but there's going to be a commentator a- on CNN that says that, and CNN's going to be like, "Oh, really?" Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's not. It's not. It's not mainstream in the in the SJW left yet, but it is on the fringes, and it, they are using the same arguments. They Absolutely. are saying, "I'm a." They are calling themselves minor attracted people and putting themselves, setting themselves up as if they're in a marginalized group, which once, once they've, once they've blessed you and and deemed you marginalized in a marginalized group, then they can't, it's, then it's like, you can't be taught. You can't be criticized. Like look at Islam, for example. Yep. Andrew's saying vice has pushed this. Um, That's not surprising. Let me, I'll do a quick search. Um. Okay. So, I TMI, but I have to go blow my nose. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Yeah, I don't. Uh, a quick search doesn't show me it, but uh, they do have a lot of. Um, they do have a lot of articles about pedophilia, um, but. A conversation on the moral. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of weirdness, um, but I'll wait for I'll wait for an email from you, Andrew, and we'll take a look at it. Um, let's see what else do we got while Carrie's blowing her nose. Shane, well, actually, Carrie will want to talk about this one, um, but we can kind of get started. Shane Gillis fired from Saturday Night Live. I guess he was fired. And you guys correct me. I'm not a. I don't follow comedy as much. I guess he was fired because he uh, used, he was a, uh, he made fun of Asians, I guess. We're talking about Shane Gillis, Carrie. Oh yeah, um, SNL. Do you know more about it? Like I've got an article here about it, but he get, made some Chinese jokes, I guess. Yeah, who cares? The word chinks. Yeah, who, again, these, this is a great sin these days to offend anyone and do any, and I don't even think that that kind of humor is funny. It's just kind of lazy, but now I'm at a point where it bothers me. This PC culture bothers me so much. Like this, this, uh, it's, it's a cult, (laughs) this cult of this religion of, you can't say anything deemed offensive at all to any quote marginalized group. So it bothers me. That bothers me more. And so now I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, react knee jerk reaction is to defend people like him because it makes me so mad. I don't even know if I think he's funny or not. I don't know enough about him, but yeah getting fired for some joke that you did in the past that you didn't do on the show. They're, they're like, what comedians, can you imagine like going through every comedian's past and pulling up every joke that they've ever done that wasn't a great one that they bombed at? I think Rob Schneider said it best. Rob Schneider, you know, who used to be a cast member on SNL, he, he tweeted at him and just was like, you know, none of these people have ever risked bombing on stage. None of these people who are casting you out 
have ever put themselves in the situation. Well, some of them have, some of them are, com- are fellow comedians, I'm sure. But yeah, no, I, I, it's um. also, we've talked about this before. If you don't have the freedom to just uh, say offensive things, if you don't have the freedom to just uh, speak unfiltered and try stuff out, um, then you end up self-censoring and you're not gonna, it, it stifles your own individual expression in a pretty major way. Um, and it's hard to actually be funny. Look at the social justice comics. None of them are funny. I don't think a lot of this stuff is funny either, but um, or I, I will say some of it can be funny. I think it's lazy. I agree with you. It is. It can be lazy. Um, but this is the weird thing. It kind of contradicts. I guess, is he not woke enough? If he was more woke, would they forgive this, Carrie? Or is this just, are they just going after everyone regardless on the comedy side? Because it They're seems just... like there's leftists getting thrown under the bus here. Well, it depends if he was more woke and uh, apologetic. I mean, look, they went after Sarah Silverman, uh, this comic I used to work with, uh, W. Kamal Bell. He wrote this whole piece about her before he became uh, a name or had a TV show. He wrote a piece about her calling her a racist. And then later we had her on an episode of Totally Bias that he hosted to talk about stuff. And they kind of brought that up. And, you know, Sarah Silverman, she did her penance. She did the whole SJW apology and she converted and she publicly professed SJWism is the way I view it. Um, but way back when, do you remember that joke that I'm talking about? The one that got her in trouble? No, I don't know which one got her in trouble. She was on a late night show. I forget which one. It might've been Conan. She was on a late night show. She did a joke that it was funny. Um, she talked about trying to get out of jury duty and um, and how, how the, uh, I can't remember, like, I think the defendant, the, 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 the defendant was Chinese or something. I can't remember. Anyway, she she was like, I didn't want to be racist. So um, the punchline was that she that she said to get off of jury duty that she said, I love chinks or I love gooks or something. She said, I love. But the joke is that she said, I love them, <laughs> not right, like I right. hate them. Right. <laughs> that's what's that's the funny part, because you're using this racist slur, but you're saying but I love. And so anyway, the way she set it up, I'm ruining it. But it was a funny joke. Yeah. So for that, she got called a racist and then. Yeah raked over the coals and then she ended up apologizing for that joke and and doing you know doing the whole sgw conversion thing after that and not to point out the obvious but you know there's a lot of black comedians and comedians of color we'll say uh who make jokes about white people um and i've never been particularly offended by any white people jokes but no one else seems to care either right it's not a yeah, they, up. they say punching up. This is that whole thing again where they would say, well, you shouldn't be offended because it's not racist because you're white and it's impossible to be racist towards you. Right. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that's why I'm not offended. Sorry. Yeah, it, it couldn't not possibly that I have a sense that, of humor and self-awareness about. Right. People. It couldn't possibly be that you have a sense of humor and you're you have a thick skin and a joke about white people is not going right. to hurt you. I mean, give me a break. They, the, the other thing that this does is we've talked about this before, but it's um, it's racist towards people of color as if people of color have such a thin skin and can't hear a joke. You know, it does imply that, by the way, um, I just I want to bring this up because Andrew sent me the link here. Um, yeah, so Vice has been trying to do I will call it maybe uh pedophilic apology, like apologizing on behalf of pedophiles, basically, or trying to normalize it. But they've got some articles here, the men who call themselves non-offending pedophiles. And, um, you know, nobody chooses this, this guy says, as long as and as a long and as long as he would not act it out, it would be very, very inhumane to judge such a person. And I would always vote to integrate him in society. So again, this is a, it's a, they're using the kind of, no one chooses this argument. It's interesting that the only thing you choose is your gender. Um, but uh, no one chooses this. And so therefore we're supposed to view pedophiles as completely okay. That's fine. Um, they can be integrated into society. Just, you know, please, please don't act it out or don't get caught, I guess. But I think they're actually going to push for allowing it to be acted out as well. Um, even, you know, I see nope. they're starting to move in the direction of, you know, making, by the way, it, nobody but. chooses. This doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. Like nobody chooses this. You could equally say nobody chooses to be a murderer. Who would choose to murder? Like, right. it doesn't make it okay. Nobody chooses to be a pedophile. So what? 
I don't care if it's a choice or not. Like it doesn't make it fine. And yet, and it doesn't make it suddenly inhumane to, uh, to criticize them from society. Yes. Yeah. To separate you from society, which is what should be done. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, excellent point. I mean, uh, no one would choose to be a wolf. Well, you can, and you can be born with, uh, psychopathic disorders that make you, a, a you know, serial killer that are like the brain deficiency that makes you a crazy serial killer. You didn't choose that, but, uh, you know. So, so I want to address something in the, in the chat. Um, yep. they're saying that it, I, and I don't, I, full stop. I don't know the context of the joke. So they're saying that he actually wasn't, it wasn't a lazy joke, that it was a sophisticated joke and that he was not, the punchline was not the Chinese people. The punchline was city planners. Oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think you were talking about that joke in particular. You were talking about. Uh, yeah. Just in of- general, people who do make lazy, I, I don't know what that joke was, but sometimes people do make, even if it's someone making a lazy joke where Chinese people are the butt of the joke, now my knee-jerk reaction is to defend those people because it makes me so angry right. <laughs> that we live in this culture where, right. where uh, comedians are being punished for trying to take risks and be funny. You know. Well, and you're also seeing like, uh, we could go down a whole rabbit hole here, but you're seeing people like Owen Benjamin start like, I don't know where he is anymore really on the sanity scale, but maybe he's fine, I don't know. but. Uh, you start to see him say things precisely because he wasn't allowed to say them, right? That's that's the whole point. Like, I'm going to start criticizing groups of people and saying things because I'm not allowed to. Um, and he views it as comedy's job to say things that are taboo. Um, now, I personally, maybe other people who follow Owen Benjamin uh, know more about this. Personally... I can't tell whether he's joking anymore or just crazy. Um, but maybe he's maybe everything he's doing is a joke. But it did, you know, he was spurred by this cancel culture. That's what caused him to start going in this direction, right? Yeah. Well, when he first started doing all like the Jews, right? All the Jews jokes. Yeah, he was stuff. doing a lot of Jews stuff. I thought he was doing it exactly for the reason you're saying because he because it's taboo and you're not supposed to and he was making a point and and that that was funny in and of itself the fact that he would just over like i think one video he must have said the jews like 300 times right (laughs) like something insane he just it was just ranting about but now i think i don't know i think he really does believe some of the stuff he's saying i can't tell either so who who knows um but the point is he should be allowed to say it now you know we live in a world where um, people want to just so quickly call things hate speech and say they should be banned. And I'm like, you have to allow for hate speech. You have to, because who defines what it is and unpopular ideas. Like, like I think you can see his viewership has fallen off. Like him doing this has not been popular. So people will respond positively or negatively to your speech and if you're saying stuff that is hateful and and bigoted, um, people will respond by not following you and not listening to you. Yeah, but you should I mean, be allowed to say it. I think you should be allowed to say it. I don't. Uh, I disagree with the entire concept of hate speech as a term. Um, and and actually, if you if I had played more of these uh, videos uh, about the Islam is right about women news story, some of the people were saying, I don't know whether it's free speech or hate speech. Um, And just like, even if there is something called hate speech, that would be, that would fall under the category of free speech. It's still Uh, free speech. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Morons. So uh, that's, that's what free speech is for. It's for things that people don't like, but the people who say that don't know what free speech means. They, they, they actually view speech as like, there's free speech and then there's hate speech. No, no, no. <laughs> well, and hate speech is, um, I don't think it's well-defined. I don't think it can ever be well-defined uh, because the it, it relies on, it's all based on someone else's opinion of whether what you've said is hurtful to people or disparaging. And I guess, I guess if you wanted to narrowly define it and you could say 
hate speech would be, I don't know, saying something disparaging about a group of people based on an immutable characteristic. But even that is, uh, even that's not adequate because some people will view some things as disparaging and some people will view other things as disparaging. And sometimes it's okay to say disparaging things. Um, like it, it's, there's nothing, we don't need to live in a society where no one's ever told the opinions of other people you want. You want to know who the white supremacists are. If they're out there saying things like you want them to say them so you can know who they are. So you can avoid them. Like, that's what right. you want. Like um, when they, what was that white nationalist site that um, went underground because they got, I guess their uh, website hosting people said you, you can't Is it the Daily Stormer? Yes. So sites like that, I think it's a lot more dangerous to have them on the dark web where people can't see what they're doing and talking about than it is to have them out like on the regular web. Yeah. And just back up the principles. Uh it's not the initiation of force to say really horrible, nasty things about people. It's not. So you don't have a right to use force against someone just because they say horrible things. That's just, you don't have that right. You just don't. Um, so, but that's, that's not where we're going. In England, we had a politician called Nick Griffin who was a racist. He was brought on to MSM political shows to articulate his views. He killed off his, this killed off his support. <laughs> yes, which had been previously ascended. I imagine it would kill off his support. Um, I mean, it always, it generally does, right? Um, Just so you know, I'm going to have to wrap up in about five minutes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, would you like to, uh, would you like to hear from Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> what, what has she got to say? Here we go. Oh, there's also oh, no, one. I have something to say about her before you play whatever it is you're going to play. Right. I just poked around on her Twitter feed yesterday. I don't remember why. And um, I saw that she had tweeted something like about how uh, some, some person who was murdered, which is awful. Um, but she said, the murder of black trans women is a national crisis. What? There's three. It's like, what are you talking about? How many black trans women are there? They're, I mean, but seriously, they, they use words like that for stuff. That's not a crisis. We right. have a, we do have a couple, some, some, I would say crisis in this country that, that are affecting lots of people. You can't take something like that, that affects a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent and say, this is a crisis. It's not, it's not, you're a liar. You are a liar and you, you want it to be a crisis for whatever reason you want to use that language and you want to be the white knight, you know, who's it, it, on the, on your horse for like running in to save these marginalized groups that need you, right? It's a virtue signaling thing, but you know, it's a crisis. Uh, meth, like opioid, opioids, suicide. The government, the government is a crisis. <laughs> it keeps getting bigger and intruding on my rights more and more every decade. Um, yeah, look, I statists want, this is just a general thing, both sides, left and right. Anyone who's a statist, uh, they, they like crisis because people, if there's not a crisis, people kind of look around and realize they can live their lives and interact with other people and everything's kind of okay. And you don't really need the government for very much. But uh, if you're convinced there's boogeyman and there's big crisis, um, you know, Saddam's got nukes, whatever it is, uh, or black trans women are, <laughs> there's a crisis, whatever it is, uh, well, that's now you got to empower the government. The government just wants more power. Everyone, every statists just want to give the government power over everything. So you need perpetual crisis. That's that's part of how it works. And by the way, the the, the black trans woman, the specific one she was talking about, everyone in the comments talking about how she was murdered because of transphobia and racism, blah, blah, blah. Click on the link to read this news story to see the details. And they don't know the motive. The police say we don't know the motive yet. And she had been receiving threats. It could be most of the time murder happens when someone that knows you, an intimate partner or someone like it's not, they just immediately say, oh, it's a black trans woman. Therefore the murder was because she's black and trans. You don't friggin' know that. <laughs> right. Well, that's the same that they do with everything, Carrie, right? There's uh, fewer black people in X, Y, Z position. Therefore it's racism. I'm like, all right, well. Yeah, stupid. Um, here, here's a, here's a message from, from Elizabeth for you. 
We are not here today because of famous arches or famous men. In fact, we're not here because of men at all. What? Wow, we're not here because of men at all? That's a lie. I mean, that's a lie. You're muted, I think, Carter. Her limo driver was probably a man. (laughs) (laughs) I think her dad was probably a man. Yeah, her secret service agents are men. All the people that want to, all the laws she wants to pass, they're mostly be enforced by males. Uh, the microphone she's using, the television set that's that's the camera that's recording her, uh, most of the internet, uh, the roads that she took to get there today, the airplane. Yeah, most most of it's because of men, including <laughs> including her dad, uh, who I think didn't do a great job on her, but still. Uh, yeah, I don't that's, know how that's, that's awful. That's just awful. Well, I I guess so. Someone in the chat saying apparently she doesn't want to get men to vote. I think I think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of Justin Trudeau's around who will be like, yes, we're horrible. I vote for you. Oh yeah, there's a lot of cucks. Come on, yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, there's a lot of betas in this world. <laughs> yeah, um, there are. I just want to laugh. Somebody somebody in the chat said I like the unicorn. <laughs> talking oh. about my pinata and the person right after him said no you don't <laughs> i don't know why that's <laughs> funny <laughs> no you don't <laughs> anyway um i have to go carter but uh and guys i've enjoyed hanging out with you daily Kafefi. and oh it's oh look fun. oh look you guys go to our shop and show carter that this shirt is popular look make democrats liberal again <laughs> no no <laughs> Are you shaking your head? I'm shaking my head. I'm Why? Shaking. So Carrie and I have a fundamental disagreement about merch. My, I don't want political merch. She wants political merch. It's not political. You are it's thinking about it. Democrats and liberals. That's I think. Right. It is a co- It is a cultural. It's a comment about where the parties are at. That's it's political. Not politi- what, what kind oh, of parties? Not for, it's not for either party though. We talk about politics here all the time and we can't have a shirt that references it. See, this is the debate. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have it now in front of you all. Okay. okay. Mom and dad don't fight in front of the kids. But uh, okay, this is a this is the nature of the argument. Okay, so, bye guys. <laughs> I carry. Uh, I we can we can wrap up today's uh, kind of a. I feel like it's been a weird show. I don't know if you guys agree. It's just kind of an odd show. I went too fast on stuff. I don't know. Let me know if there's anything else I need to stick around for. If you guys want to talk about anything, but. Um, I think I can be kind of done. I can listen. Let me just read off the other stuff we got that I noticed we missed. Um, Sam Smith, musician, made a big deal coming out as non-binary, uh, which is kind of silly in 2019 that it matters that someone came out as quote non-binary who had I think he had previously come out as gay. Who cares? Um, yeah, yeah, but I don't. I I know we're in a rush, Andrew. I don't. I don't want to be in that mental state. I was in that mental state, but I don't want to be in that mental state. It doesn't produce good quality content. I'd rather ah, take a deep breath and relax and think about what we're what we're doing rather than rush through. Um, so the Sam Smith article, I, I didn't really, I don't really care about talking about that. Um, let's see. There's a, a teacher. I don't. There's a meme going around on. I guess this was originally posted on Instagram. There's this teacher who was bragging about, I don't know if the brag is in this, um, I don't know if the brag is part of this or not. Hold on here, let me pull it up. Oh, now it's gone. So never mind. Every time I think I've got something here, uh, it's gone. But there was a teacher who had, there was photos of uh, dumpsters full of books that were being destroyed and she basically was celebrating um, that that they were getting rid of books because they were like representing the patriarchy and we don't need any more uh, white male books. It's, they're all white male books and she was celebrating that. So I, I, there's a lot of books I hate, um, but I don't think I would even burn a copy of Communist Manifesto. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, I have a weird thing. I have books, 
have ideas and they're valuable and keep them around even if they think they are horrible. So, um, don't know, don't know. So that was one story. I can't find the image anymore at the moment. Um, and I think that was it. Uh, Trump is having a fight with California, which I don't really care about, but California is trying to enact clean air standards that will be. So I, I can talk about this briefly. Trump's trying to, so California is like what the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. And so what they do in the, with the auto industry is they enact, maybe people don't know this, but California usually um, leads the, uh, leads the country in quote, quote, leads the country in their emission standards for vehicles. They have the most stringent standards often. And um, because they're not a small state, right? They're not Delaware. The car manufacturers can't ignore California. So they produce all of their call cars to meet California emission standards. And several states actually follow California standards. Trump is now having a fight with them about uh, basically saying they're not allowed to enact their own standards. They had an exemption from the Clean Air Act and from the 70s, I think, because um, they had more stringent standards themselves. He's, he's pulling out, uh, he's, he's removing their exemption and saying that they can't have their own standards. He wants one set of standards for the whole country. Uh, the Communist Manifesto is for reading, not for burning. No, you're enemy. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, so Trump is saying, look, yeah, thank you, Andrew. Andrew's pointing out to so these standards, California standards, um, because California's crazy leftists, what they've done is they're they're ratcheting up the standards to a point where cars will become prohibitively expensive for poorer people. And uh, Trump is trying to stop that and saying, no, 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 you can't. You can't do that because you will affect the entire country. Even though you're just California, your standards, uh, automakers will adopt your standards and then uh, cars will be too expensive for the rest of the nation or at least uh, poorer parts of the nation. Um, I obviously hate California. I don't agree with the their admission standards. Um, however, also we do have, uh, we're supposed to be a federation of states. So I don't, I also don't like the idea of the federal government saying you can't do X, Y, and Z. Uh, we've got a regulation and you can't do blah, blah, blah. Now, if he was approaching it from the, uh, if he was approaching it from the perspective of actually it's, it's unconstitutional to tell people to regulate anything about what people are selling in their cars, like maybe you could make that argument, but uh, you'd have to make that across the board. Um, yeah, they're using, so Andrew's pointing out, they're using the climate emergency to do the same with energy. The, um, California already has some of the most expensive energy and uh, they already mismanage it. I think PG&E, which is our electric company, I think they went bankrupt or close to bankrupt or something. They're horribly ma mismanaged, extremely expensive, heavily taxed. So uh, that's California for you. So yeah, then they're, they're using the climate emergency and Trump's, Trump's having this fight. Um, What's another thing that I wanted to bring up? Oh, I don't know if anyone saw AOC. AOC made the argument that um, the district of, this is a small thing, but I just can't stand her. And Carrie doesn't like to talk about AOC, so I'm gonna talk when she's not here. Um, AOC made, a, uh, made the claim that the District of Columbia was the first territory of the US to um, abolish slavery. And um, she's, it's just patently false. Uh, I think Vermont abolished slavery in 1777 before they were even part of the, the union. Several states also abolished slavery um, very, very early on. Um, DC didn't do it, I think, till the mid, mid 19th century. And she, her big correction was, oh, no, no, I meant um, that the federal, they're the first territory that the federal government did. The other, the federal government's abolishment didn't apply to anyone else. Like, I, it was a weird argument, right? So she picked on it's like saying uh, the one spot the federal government controlled was the first spot that the federal government uh, abolished slavery in. I'm like, yeah, because that's the one spot the federal government controlled. But the federal government wasn't this, you know, behemoth controlling everything. We were a coalition of states and lots of states had abolished slavery way before the federal government got around to even thinking about doing it. So, um, but of course she loves, she loves that. Uh, hey, Carrie, you're not supposed to be listening. You're not supposed to monitor. I'm supposed to be able to say things about you behind your back, Carrie. Um, what's your email address? I'd like to send you an exposition on what a protectionist racket European emission standards and the fake Irish border crisis are. That, that will be interesting, Denzel. You can send stuff to speak at unsafespace.com and we'll get it. Um, so 
yeah. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? Uh, the admission stuff bothers me. The whole environmental, a lot of the environmental stuff bothers me. I don't talk about it a lot, but uh, it's anti-human, which I've mentioned before if you watch the show. So um, Michigan, 280. Gas in California, 435. Yeah, you don't have to tell me, buddy. I don't know. It's it's pretty bad. Gas in California is is pretty pretty horrible. Um, all right, I think that's uh, I think that can be it. In any case, unless anyone else has anything else we need to talk about, um, I don't know. Listing a bunch of news items isn't really my thing. I prefer to think deeply about a subject and and talk about it. So I don't have anything to really talk about uh, other than listing news items. So. If there's nothing else anyone wants to talk about, bye guys. Thank you for watching. Um, appreciate it. Have a good weekend. We will be back next week with more unsafe space fun. And uh, wasn't the District of Columbia invented established with the organic act of 1871? I don't know, actually, Alan. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. But uh, bye everyone. Have a good, like I said, have a good day. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll see you on Monday for Coffee.